Hey, my loves. Hey, Divine Feminists, Divine Masculines. I wanted to address something real quick. It just came to my mind, obviously in my headspace, right? But um, I wanted to address, and, and the, the thought that came to mind was, you know, I, uh, I came across something that was saying kind of like um, women who hate men uh, type of a thing. But I've also been hearing conversations about how, you know, um, there could be a little bit of discord between younger women and older women and how do we trust each other and how do we know that things that older women are telling younger women is in their best interest and young women feeling kind of like well that's not me you're just bitter you're jaded one of the things that came to mind was when I was thinking about my niece and I was kind of sharing a little bit of a story about you know the from the billionaire what the billionaire said about black women are for grown-ups was, you know, auntie is going through some stuff, but everything I'm learning is so that my niece doesn't have to go through this stuff. I'm going through some of this stuff so that my niece can be the divested AF. Um, divested may, may be a trigger word and some people might lose the force for trees. I, what I want is the brightest and best future for my niece, right? So, if I can help her avoid as many landmines as possible, I think that that's my goal. I think that one way that as a as a collective for the gender, for women in general, for us not to be divided is if younger women can take the talking points and learning points of what older women have gone through, then we win all the way around, right? Because now you can avoid certain things that we did and have a much better future. Now you can have a, a partner that um, will prov be a protector, a provider, and keep the family unit intact, right? And will be able to leave a legacy. Like you'll be right up there with the Fords or with the Bezos or with the you know, like Horowitz, right? We just learned about the Horowitz in the last, um, one of the last podcasts, right? Um, and so that's the best way I can try to explain it. And as long as we can bridge that gap, right? Um, and again, I think what I want to say to women, women who are kind of in the same boat as me, a little bit, you know, longer in the tooth, have seen some things, experienced some things, gave a shot at love and kind of got scuffed up a little bit. Um, as much as I joke about it, I do my, do see myself in a companionship again in, you know, and having some gentlemen just having so much fun with him and exploring things together and exploring the quirks and the polarity between the both of us definitely absolutely dating out so I think as long as as we can also you know it can kind of feel like we want to take the victim route or feel like we had to sacrifice and go through all this stuff to to save the youth and I want to be careful with that language too I think that we can still reach back to the young people. We can help them to avoid the landmines. I think that if they understand that the, a lot of the things we're saying is out of love, that goes a huge way. I think, you know, when I think about um, parenting and when you hear and understand what, what, like, for example, my parents went through and then you understand it was out of love. Because when you're getting disciplined, it's not the most fun. And I'm not saying we had the best discipline uh, tactics either but 
um, for the most part on a grander scale, now I understand things like why I wasn't allowed to be around certain people and or do certain things and or be certain places and or affiliate with, you know what I'm saying? So um, especially with, with where I am and I, I see things, but I would say as we're commuting, communicating with the young people, do it with them from a message of love standpoint of love that really helps them to understand that you have their best interest in mind. Um, it's about helping them to avoid the landmines. Um, but at the same time, we don't have to stay in that space and that can be liberating. I think that we can still learn these lessons. And, and if you want to love again, the door is there, right? That pathway is there. And, you know, I feel like I, I'm happy with my progress. I recognize that I feel like do tapped out and I just want to celebrate that. I, I am completely comfortable with just taking the next three years and giving my heart a break. And I look forward to just being able to, you know, I'm not the biggest traveler, but you know, just getting out a little bit more, exploring some of the finer things in life that I've always wanted to, and just be so carefree and not have to worry about the companionship part of things. And then when I circle back, it's like, I'm going to be so much better at identifying, you know, what a better partner will be. Absolutely. You better bet your bottom dollar I'm dating out, um, opening my options and, and, um, just going to do the best I can. But I think that I also, I, if I'm honest, I'm not going to be as vulnerable to the degree where it's kind of like, you know, what, what it means to like really just fall in love with someone and to the point where I get hurt. I just feel like I would just enjoy that person for the time that they're there. And when it's time to go, see ya, I can just chuck the deuces and have everything in place to just keep it pushing and move on to the next, you know, and, 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 it is what it is, right? Without leaving a huge chunk of my heart or or holes in my heart. And I think, you know, I think when I think about even the women that are kind of in the category I'm at, that like that's that shit hurts, right? Like the the it's all because you were <laughs> practiced some vulnerability or or gave your heart um almost too much. And but hey, that's part of the experience, right? Part of the experience of being a woman and um learning what what love feels like um and understanding what unrequited love is and learning to you know how to practice self-care and having you know healthy boundaries and expectations um and and just learning to love yourself you know um i've talked about the assignments that i believe that women have and black women in particular and when you start to look at it from the viewpoint of like, you know what, I want to understand what it's like to love myself against all odds. And um, well, I think that, you know, I've talked about this before. It's kind of like when you're at those pearly gates and you're looking to get your assignment and God is handing out all these assignments. And I'm just using it for illustrative purposes. Right. But and so you're watching everybody go by and then you're like, you know what, I'll pick this one up. I would like to learn how to love myself. And in my case, it's kind of like, I would learn like to learn how to love myself. And so, you know, whoever St. Peter is probably like, oh, well, then you definitely need to go as a woman. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And it's like, no, I really want to learn how to love myself against all odds. Like I want a tough assignment. And it's going to be like, okay, I'm gonna give you black woman, you're going to have your own people look down on you. You know, you're going to have bias with gender and with with um, 
with race and it's going to be an upward battle, but um, let's see if you have what it takes. And so here I am, I'm checking in and it's like, yeah, you know, um, I understand that these things could be held against me, but I'm not going to, I'm going to choose not to be tied down by it. I'm going to cut myself loose from that. I'm going to cut myself loose from that community. I'm going to go where I'm loved, go where I'm wanted. And more importantly, I'm going to love myself. Like I love the podcast that I have out. I hope it inspires future younger people. Because it was a point in time, I've mentioned my experience growing up in Southern California, where I was an undesirable, right? But now I'm like, oh, dark skin is unacceptable. Give me all the dark skin. Give me all the melanin. Give me all the supplements that's going to leave me just as bronze to the gods as possible. Oh, um, thick lips are undesirable. Give me the thickest, juiciest lips. Give me the biggest, brownest eyes. Give me the broadest nose. Give me the kinkiest, curliest hair. Oh, a wealthy black woman is um undesirable. Add as many commas as you see desirable into my checking account. Make me just, and I'm going to prove to you every single day that I love myself. I love the skin I'm in. I love my lips. I love my nose. I love my brown eyes. I love every kink and coil in my hair. I love the way my skin receives the sun. I love how melanated I am. I love the thickness of myself, the the curves. I love that. I am just, I listen, reporting for duty. Okay. Reporting for duty, checking in earth is a little bit ghetto. You know, I I really signed up for a little bit more than I, 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 I bargained for, but let me tell you something. You gave me the assignment. Can I love myself? And can I love myself against all odds? Checking in for duty. Love the brown skin I'm in. Make me darker. Love the nose I I have. Make it bigger. Love the lips I have. Make them bigger. Love the curves I have. Let me like tone them up and firm them up and really get those glutes and those thighs in and the small waist in and the everything. My hair is curly. Let it stay curly. No perm, no relaxer. Just kinky, curly. Just, just. No, no loose curls, no gel products, no relax, just straight up, oh, filthy rich, filthy rich as fuck, right? Still love myself. Every minute I'm falling more and more in love with myself, every second. Can't tell me nothing. People in the black community can't tell me nothing. People in the white community can't tell me nothing. Other, you know, commercial ads can't tell me nothing. Other women can't tell me nothing. I love myself. I love the skin that I'm in. Period.